special review of the film The King of Staten Island. It's the newest Judd Apatow film. I'm here with the awesome guest, Alyssa White. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really cool to be able to do this review with you. I, I've, I've watched some of your stuff and I, I thought your, your videos are really cool. So it was, it's really good uh, that we get a chance to collaborate on this. I'm glad you contacted me and thank you. Every time someone tells me they like my videos, I'm kind of like, what? You like it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like, oh, I'm just putting it out into the ether and yeah. see what happens, right? <laughs> so yeah, why don't you tell people a bit about yourself and like, what are the things you do on your channel? So I'm just basically a major geek. <laughs> I love um, watching movies and TV shows, reading, playing video games, collecting stuff. And on my channel, I just kind of resurrected it recently, but I like to talk about movies and my collection. I'm going to go into that because I have a pretty impressive and probably way too big collection of movies. But I also talk about games and the other stuff I mentioned. And I'm just having fun with it. So I'd love if you join me on it, but you're not obligated to. I'm not forcing you to. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of good stuff. Like you, you recommend stuff from every everything, like video games and yeah. toys and books. So yeah, it's just like a lot of great stuff. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, people should definitely check you out. Um, yeah, so so we're gonna talk about the King of Staten Island. So this is a film. Uh, this was directed by Judd Apatow, and it was written by um, uh, Pete Davidson, Judd Apatow, and there was one other writer. And uh, Pete Davidson stars in this film. Mm -hmm. And so this film is about, so Pete Davidson's character is named Scott Carlin. And he's sort of like, you know, the, he's the a, lonesome millennial type. Yeah, he's a stoner. He still lives yeah. with mom. Um, he really wants to be a tattoo artist, but he's stuck working as a waiter. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's just like kind of, he's struggling with, this thing with his dad. So his dad like died. Uh, his dad was a firefighter and that's sort of what he's dealing with. And that ushers that, that kind of goes over into some like emotional issues that he has. Um, and so that affects his relationships that affects his ability to sort of move on and, you know, kind of, I guess have, have a different life and succeed. Um, yeah. And that's, a lot of the film but yeah at the very beginning he's just he's just like he's you know and he's got the typical stoner friends they're just like playing video games oh, and yeah. <laughs> and like you know they they kind of you can tell they're not really going anywhere <laughs> in their lives. yeah i mean they're very um let's just say juvenile yeah they're super juvenile yeah uh, and they just go from doing one juvenile thing to the next um and so one of the cool things we see, like, sort of early on in the film is, like, so he has all these tattoos, right? Mm -hmm. And he's he's tattooed himself, like, everywhere. Sleeves, chest, back. Um, he had, like, one of the ones I like, he had, like, the Mars Attacks alien yeah. as a tattoo. <laughs> I think those were all his actual tattoos oh, in my real God. life, so. <laughs> that is crazy. That is, that is interesting. Yeah, I mean... This film is very, it feels very autobiographical for Pete Davidson. Like, it oh, feels yeah. like it's, it's like, it, it's just about him, but like, there's a veneer of sort of, you know, 
um, there's a narrative or something there, but it's really just like these things in his life that really affected him. I mean, his um, character's like, even named after his father. So. Yeah, yeah, that was a good catch that you noticed that. I mean, yeah, it's it's totally it's about his life. Um, so yeah, what what would you say was like your favorite of all the tattoos that he had? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't pay attention, but um, yeah, I did notice the Mars Attacks alien. So I'd probably say that because I do yeah. like that movie. But I wasn't really paying attention to all the tattoos. Yeah, he had one. It looked like the shark from Jaws or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, it was. I, yeah, it's just like a shark like protruding out of like the water or something on his body. It was really, yeah. it was really wild. Um, so yeah, and and like he he suffers from like ADD and like you know, there's just there's a lot of issues with his character up front. Um, but despite that, he's sort of like is carrying on this relationship with. Uh, this one girl, I forget her name. Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey. So him and Kelsey, they have this like relationship, but he he can't commit. That's his problem. He can't yeah. commit to her. And because of that, you know, he's like, well, you know, I think, you know, she wants it to be a real relationship, but he kind of just wants it to be like this kind of, you know, friends with benefits kind of thing or like not have to like really sort of make the jump of saying, yeah, I want to be with you. Yeah, and he even mentions the fact that they were friends growing up, and he's like, if we were to date, it'd be like I was dating my sister, and that'd be weird, and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so she's not happy with that, and that's one of the major plot conflicts in the film, is like, mm -hmm. you know, is what's he gonna do with Kelsey? Like, is he gonna get with her, or is he just gonna continue this this sort of inability to commit? This yeah. non-committal stuff. Um so yeah one of the another thing that kind of happens early on is like he has so his sister is younger mm -hmm. and his sister's played by Jed Apatow's daughter mm -hmm. Maud and, yeah Maud and Apatow <laughs> I know too much yeah yeah um so she is about to go off to college and you know it's just like a good reminder of the fact that he's just like stuck like he his character didn't graduate high school didn't go to college really hasn't done a lot i mean mm -hmm. it seems like it's because of the the issues that have happened in the past but he's then roped into going to this graduation party and you know it's just all a reminder of the things that he hasn't done in his life and he's like kind of forced to be in this situation and he's not really happy um and that kind of and then he like later has a, a date with Kelsey and then he's just like offhands talks about like, Oh yeah, I had to go to this party and it sucked or whatever. And then she's mad because he didn't invite her to go. <laughs> so he's in even deeper trouble now because she's mad at him too. Um, yeah. So like his life is, you know, not great. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know if it's considered a spoiler. I don't think most of the movies, not really a spoiler to be mm -hmm. honest. But his mom, who is played by Marissa Tomei, which I thought she was wonderful, uh, because she starts dating this guy that uh, Pete Davidson's character, Scott, he is looking after his kids, mm -hmm. but he hates the guy. The guy's played by yeah. Bill Burr, the comedian. He was also really good in this movie. And yeah. it's just him having to deal with the fact that his mom is starting to move on from his dad. And for me, that was something I connected with because I'm a child of divorce. 
And, you know, having to see your parents with a new partner is really jarring at first. So that's one aspect I really connected with was that part. Yeah, totally. He he doesn't take that well. And what's really funny is like how that situation comes about, like how he meets the Bill Burr character. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're just like out, like him and his friends and even Kelsey and her other friend are just like out somewhere. Uh, and then they end up at the beach and this kid just shows up. And he's like, he hey, starts kid. tattooing him. Yeah. And he's like, hey, <laughs> hey, kid, you want a tattoo? And because like Scott, he really wants to be a tattoo artist, but he's trying to he's trying to practice. But he doesn't. he's like practice on his friend and they didn't really turn out great. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's tattooed himself. Probably we would assume. Mm-hmm. And so he then just like tattoos this kid and and like the kid takes one you know, just like a little bit and he just like, he's runs off. Um, and then, yeah. So then Bill Burr goes to their house <laughs> the next day and confronts um, like both of them basically, but yeah. really meets with, with, with the mom, um, Margie. And he's like, you know what your, what your son did to my kid, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that was a pretty good scene. I thought when Bill Burr like showed up at the house, um yeah i definitely felt like from that scene we were gonna see more of that relationship between the two of them between uh so ray bishop who was played by bill burr and marissa tomei it just felt like they were a match (laughs) yeah yeah so um yeah and and uh and uh scott does not take this well at all oh no no not at all yeah he's really like kind of distraught over that whole situation. And he um, does some pretty childish things because of it. Yeah, he gets he gets super childish. Well, I think we'll talk about that in like the spoiler section okay. because there's some fun stuff that he that he does. To, yeah. <laughs> to, to to like he he comes up with a plan, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> On how to fix this situation. Um so um yeah let me see what else I'd want to talk about um yeah so yeah so the stuff with the with the dad is a problem and then like the stuff with the relationship with the mom is a problem um and i guess the only other thing to really talk about is is um there's there's some point where um he kind of so scott has to like move out mm-hmm. of mom the mom's house and again, this is another thing he doesn't take well. And he's, they're like, you got to find somewhere to stay or you got to get a new job or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they don't really give him a lot of options. They just say, oh, well, you know, and it's really funny the way that the mom puts it too. Cause she's like, she's, she like tries to do it in a really sweet way, but it's like, no, you have to move out like within a couple months, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really messed up um but yeah and then he he ends up like becoming more friendly with the bill burr character because of that um so yeah i guess we can like go into the more spoiler stuff okay so when the uh the relationship sort of starts to heat up with uh with ray bishop so um scott decides to like befriend ray ray's ex Oh yeah, played by Pamela Adlon. 
Yeah. So she's like, she was like in a lot of the Louis C.K. stuff. Right? Yeah, she was. Yeah, that's where I recognized her from. Um, so she, um, she's like, spill, she just spills the tea. On, on her. <laughs> and it's great. It's really funny. She's like, oh, yeah, he's like, he, he's homeless and like he's a degenerate gambler. <laughs> he's like, he doesn't want to see his kids. Yeah. She says like he's actively trying to not have to take care of the kids. He's like, she only wants, he only wants them on Wednesdays and Sunday nights. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, who wouldn't want to have them all the time? <laughs> he's like, that girl sang a Barbara Streisand song and she sounded better than Barbara. Yeah. 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 That song was really funny. Uh, that scene was great. And yeah, he just, he just like, he just hangs out with her and then he like, you know, they smoke weed and drink wine and then boom. It the thing out. is, uh, Ray hates weed, so uh, he's yeah. like, he's gonna smell it on me. And Pamela Adlon's character's like, I don't care, I hate Ray. Yeah, <laughs> that stuff was great. That scene was really good. Um, and so then he like, so Scott tells all this to his mom, mm-hmm. and then the two of them have a fight at at his house, and um, you know, like, there's some more conflict. And, but it doesn't really work the way no. Scott wants it to. He ends up getting he ends up getting thrown in a pool. Yeah, he he wrestles with Bill Burr and loses, unsurprisingly. <laughs> Bill Burr seems like a tougher guy than the very like skinny, oh, yeah. <laughs> nerdy Pete, Pete Davidson. <laughs> Pete Davidson is just not very intimidating at all. Besides. You know, I guess some people would say his tattoos make him seem like it. But to me, he, he doesn't seem intimidating. He seems like a really, like, 90s skater type guy. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of vibe he gives off. Yeah, yeah, just like someone you'd see at a skate park, just, like, doing kickflips. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the other thing that happens, too, is, so his friends, they have this just ridiculous scheme where they're going to rob like a, like a drugstore. Yeah. And I believe that they've, they've done it multiple times. Um, and so they're like, Oh, well we need you to be the lookout. So he, at some point he does, he, he agrees to do it. He, they, they go to rob the store and of course it goes incredibly wrong, but his ADD like kind of catches up to him. And while they're robbing the store and he's supposed to be lookout, he's like on his phone playing video games and stuff. And so he, he's not even really able to help them. And so they, they get caught in the store and then the store owner like pulls a gun on them and they, they, they get, they get caught by the police and arrested. The thing is though, he kept calling them while they were in that place. And the guy kept hearing the ringtones going off. Yeah. It was really, it was really funny. Like, he just like didn't handle the situation well at all. But fortunately for him, he didn't get arrested. Just his friends got arrested. Yeah, he just threw everyone else under the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like, there's a scene where he like meets with his friend um, uh, at in prison, and you know he's like he's like, "Hey man, you 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 know you didn't really look out for us. I'm not gonna snitch, but you're the lookout that didn't look out." <laughs> Um, and then, and then Pete, and then, um, Scott's like, Hey, so can I like stay at your place? And he's like, no, you can't stay at my place. You can't come here while I'm in prison. <laughs> like I, I, I didn't rat on you and you're going to stay at my place while I'm stuck here, <laughs> but you will take care of my cat. <laughs> he's he told him to take care of his cat. And he's like, make sure sprinkles gets plenty of food. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> so, but again, this is like another problem. So now his friends are gone. He's getting kicked out of his house. His mom is moving on. Like he, there's another scene later on where he comes back to the house and all of the stuff in the house is different. Like they, they, uh, they like redesigned the house and um, there was this sort of shrine built for his dad and that was moved out. They kind of put it away. And so, yeah, that was another thing that was very kind of traumatic for him. Oh, definitely. Um, so, yeah, he doesn't take that well. Um, and so the early, a little bit earlier in the film, like it was it was. Um, so there's a couple things that were revealed. So one. So Scott's dad died in a fire mm-hmm. that was like it was like a hotel fire until so like the hotel collapsed. And that's how he died. And also Ray knew um, Scott's dad. Because Ray's well. a firefighter as well. Yep. He's a he's a firefighter. I think they're like they do a similar role as well. Yeah. They're both like ladder men, <clears throat> as it were. Um so yeah, and and I guess sort of out of desperation. There there's a couple funny scenes where like <laughs> where Scott's just like sleeping in people's front yards or something. <laughs> yeah. There's like a scene where he's like he, he's like sleeping on someone's hammock. And then the guy's like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was my house. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So out of his desperation, he ends up staying um, with the firemen. And basically, he's begging Ray to, like, help him. Mm-hmm. And so then they kind of, he reluctantly lets him stay at the firehouse. But he puts him to work. He makes him yes. work for his uh, bed there, basically. Yeah, yeah. So he has to like clean the toilets, mop wash. the floors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, wash the uh, the fire engine. He has to do all this stuff, but it, it it sort of becomes this thing where he's he's sort of finally, I don't know, he's finally able to like find himself. And um, one of the things I found interesting about this this film is like it's almost like the the fireman thing is like a legacy. Mm-hmm. And this was sort of, you know, I, but I feel like he's sort of fighting it in a way. Like he doesn't, cause like there's a couple times where the characters are saying like, Oh, well, why don't you just, you know, become a fireman? Basically. He's like, no way. I just can't, I can't do it. I can't do yeah. it. Um, but this was him sort of like embracing that thing, you know, that sort of the legacy and the sort of the thing that his dad did in a way that felt, you know, I guess good for him or it worked for him. Um, yeah, so, the, so he's working there for a while and, um, so finally they sort of start to talk about the people who knew his dad start mm-hmm. to talk about his dad and there's a really great scene. So like Steve Buscemi is another one of the firemen <clears throat> and they have this dinner together where they all talk about his dad and they tell these stories about his dad and like the stuff that his dad so his dad was like a really wild kind of guy, basically. Yeah. Is the impression they give, like they said he was like, he did coke a lot. <laughs> but you don't want a firefighter to be doing. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was like doing coke and he was like hanging off the fire engine and, you know, like there was all this stuff. Um, But the main takeaway for Scott is like that 
helped him humanize his dad because I guess when his dad died, he sort of viewed him as this, this sort of almost like a perfect person, right? Yeah. Put him on a pedestal. Yeah. And because he put him on a pedestal, he felt like he couldn't ever really, he could never live up to what his dad did, his dad's standard. And so by humanizing him, he sort of, I guess, realized that he, you know, he doesn't, he he doesn't have to fear the legacy of what his dad did. Um, I thought that was a really, really cool scene and really powerful. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, that that's like the central thing for his characters. Like he just, he has this, this issue with thinking about his, his dad and like, you know, the things that happened, not knowing his, not knowing his dad, not being able to see, grow up with his dad and like the, the, trauma of being a kid and then saying oh yeah like your, your dad died and like you know but now he knows his dad's like a real human being who's just like him and that's one of the things they they talk about at that little dinner with steve buscemi is like yeah that's his dad was just like you and yeah i thought i thought that was a great scene um so yeah i mean and that was that was sort of like basically the turning point for the character i think the next scene he meets with uh, was Kelsey again, I believe. Yeah, Kelsey. Yeah. And so Kelsey is like she wanted to um, become like a city planner or something, something like that. <laughs> and the two of them meet up again. Like they're taking the ferry to New York City, I think. And he's like helping her study for the test. And then he finally kind of like says, like, "Hey, you know, I I want us to be together." Yeah, he's kind of like I've loved you for a long time now. Yeah, and then they just, and then she's like, "Can you wait for me while I do this interview?" He's like, "Yeah, sure. How long is it gonna take?" And she's like, three and a half hours." He's like, yeah. oh, "Okay." Yeah, he's like, "Okay." <laughs> I can't say no, so I just told you I loved you, so yeah, exactly. He didn't say that, but that's probably what he, the character was thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. He's like, "Oh man, I wish I was at home smoking weed and playing <laughs> playing Mortal Kombat." <laughs> but the things you do for love. Um, yeah, and so and and that was basically the film. Like that, that was the resolution. I do want to uh, mention the one scene where Ray finally starts to, I guess, trust um, Scott more, and he lets Scott tattoo whatever he wants on oh, Ray's yeah. back. But yeah, Scott's like, "Don't look at your back. I don't want you to look at it until I'm finished." <laughs> and then they're in the hospital, and his mom looks at Ray's back, and it's just full of pretty terrible tattoos, just like whatever he could think of. It's just all over his back, but his mom's like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. You have a future yeah. in being a tattoo artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was some cool stuff, but like, like it was funny. It was like, he, he, uh, Ray said, no Chinese characters. There's Chinese put, characters. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff, but it, it's, you know, it was a, it was a cool moment, like, for them to, like, kind of come together, that he would let him do that, trust him enough yeah. to do it. Um, but of course, he immediately put Chinese characters on his back. <laughs> oh man, yeah, cool. So yeah, that was the film. Um, so I guess you know, Alyssa, like, what were the the parts of the film that really stood out to you as being really good that you liked? I really, I liked the ending more, the last thirty minutes more than the rest of the film. I will admit, I was not a fan of the film. I have more fun talking about it than I actually did watching it. <laughs> um, but I did like the more heartwarming moments toward the end. Yeah, I think when his character really starts to resolve the issues and we kind of get to the meat of 
these things that, you know, like the resolution of, of, cause like, there's a lot of mopiness. <laughs> yeah. In this movie. Like he spends a lot of the film being kind of mopey and sad and like the, the typical millennial who, who just is downtrodden. Um, but yeah, once like he starts working at the, at the fire station and when he like, kind of makes up with Kelsey like those those things really kind of stuck out yeah um yeah I definitely feel the same way I I I like that I I I overall I thought the film was pretty good I felt like I could empathize with the character a lot um because I mean that's that's what this film is like if you if if you can't really be down with this character I think you're probably not gonna like it and I've heard a lot of people say they felt like the film was too long. Did you feel like the film was too long? Definitely. It's two hours and 17 minutes. And I feel like they probably could have cut about 15 minutes off. It's just, it's too long. And for me, since I wasn't crazy about it, I kind of felt like it was a slog, but I'm not a fan of (laughs) modern comedies. So take my opinion with a grain of salt. If you love comedies, if you love Judd Apatow's films, um, you're probably going to like it. Yeah. But I'm just I'm not a fan of juvenile humor and there's a lot of that in here. And that kind of detracted for me. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of like teenager level jokes. Yeah, um, I'm just not a fan of that. But I know a lot mm-hmm. of people are. So mm-hmm. please don't hate me too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think that the the kind of the consensus is that it's a little bit too long and some of that stuff didn't work. I, I, it, this definitely does feel like it could have been 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like if you maybe cut some of the, the subplots with, I don't know, the sister, like he go, like there, there was one scene where he goes to a party with his sister. Right. Yeah. And the, the, the crux of, of that scene was, he's just like, he's just kind of mad about his, his mom dating someone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then she just chews him out. Yeah, yeah, she's, you know, she's like, you got to move on, dude. Um, <clears throat> but that was it, right? That was it for that scene. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of scenes like that where it's just kind of like, there's a little bit of character development, but there's a lot of, you know, weird jokes. I mean, that that yeah. whole scene was like all just like silly jokes, um, weed jokes and college, like, Oh, look how silly college kids are jokes, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it was okay. You probably thought it was... <laughs> I thought it was mad. Not amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like Bill Burr and Marissa Tomei's performances. Uh-huh. I did like the last 30 minutes for the most part. Um, other than that, though, I felt it was too long. Didn't like the humor. Well, I'm not really a big fan of Pete Davidson as well, so I didn't really yeah. deal with him, but... I mean, I could. I was glad that it was based off his own story, though. And I definitely admire him for writing about that and portraying that. It's just a personal, like, just don't like him as an actor. Yeah. Have you like? Are you like SNL person? I don't really watch it now. I've only seen the clips like from way back when when um mm-hmm. Will Ferrell is on it. It's like more cowbell and yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff. So. Yeah, I feel like the because yeah, he's an SNL alum, and like they kind of go in waves. Like there's waves mm-hmm. of different SNL people that are are successful, um, and you know, every once in a while they kind of 
you know, they, they, they make a lot of changes to the roster. I haven't gotten into this incarnation of SNL, so I, I'm not as familiar with his, his work and his jokes. Um, but you know, he's definitely a successful guy. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so he's, he's, he's doing the thing in the comedy world <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he's also lending a lot of really beautiful women in Hollywood somehow. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he was like, I think he's currently dating, um, like oh, Kate Beckinsale, I believe. Oh no, they broke. Oh, no. they broke up. He's not dating. I don't I think mean, he's dating anyone at the moment, but he dated Kate Beckinsale, Ariana Grande, Margaret Qualley, uh, Cindy Crawford's daughter. Man. And after that, I think I think he's been single, but I mean, that's a lot of really beautiful women. So. That's yeah, that's like that's crazy. So he's succeeding in life. And like, oh, yeah. you know what's so interesting too is like he he's he said he's dealt with a lot of depression too. He's had oh, to yeah. deal with depression a lot. Um, and he, he said that he was like, he was really close to the edge. He said, well, one of the things that's interesting is like at the end of the, at the end of the movie, they play this song by Kid Cudi, um, oh, yeah. Pursuit of Happiness. And he said, he said that Kid Cudi's music saved his life, like literally saved his life. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, you know, it's, it's definitely feel like the world's better for, for having him around. Yeah, and so, I mean... you know, he's, he's sort of like a, a good example of like, if you if you can get help and push through it, you you can succeed in life and have a lot of great things happen. Yeah, it's true, and it's also just a, you know it's good to have someone out there that's also talking about the fact that they're suffering from mental illness. I mean, I do as well, and it's just always inspiring to hear someone come out and say it because it's so stigmatized and people look yeah. down on it so much. So whenever someone of a higher profile talks about it, it just helps a little more. Yeah, yeah, totally. It it really helps people feel like, you know, they're not they're not alone, they're mm-hmm. not the only one and that you can succeed and survive and thrive even if you have these type of things. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So I think that's a good place to end it. Um it's been a pretty cool review, so I think we're kind of like I like the film, you thought it was maybe not great, but um there's definitely some good things yeah. and if people want to check it out, they should definitely check it out. Yeah, that's the beauty of movies in general you can like yeah. it dislike it and you can still have a good time talking about it you don't have to get mad about someone else having a different opinion yeah totally exactly i think we definitely like you said it was a lot of fun talking about the film yeah <laughs> so like I, said, I, I left more talking about it than i did watching it <laughs> yeah yeah cool all right well listen thanks a lot for stopping by so how can people like you know find your work and like uh interact with you more well, thank you for having me, first mm-hmm. off. And if you want to f- subscribe to my YouTube, it's youtube.com slash AlyssaWhite88. You can follow me on Twitter at Lissarie, L-I-S-S-A-R-I-E. I have two Instagram accounts. One's just like selfies. That's It's Alyssa White. Uh, the one that I'm really proud of, I don't know why I'm so proud of it, but it's movie reviews, book reviews, game reviews. It's Alley Cat Geekery, that 88, A L Y C A T G E E K E R Y 88. So if you want to follow me on any of those places, I would be glad to be your friend and, you know, chat with you about all the good geeky stuff. So that's where you can find me. Yeah, awesome. People should definitely check you out. And like the, in like the, the comments on this, either the post on Facebook or on YouTube or anywhere all of her social media accounts are there. So yeah, just check her out. Thank you. Um, 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, no worries. So yeah, thanks a lot, everyone, for stopping by. And, um, you know, hopefully there'll be some more reviews in the future. I think I'm going to do a review pretty soon on Palm Springs. So that'll be happening. So yeah, come check it out. All right. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye. Take care.